Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Uh, before we get into tonight's game, um, I just want to talk about a little about my arena experience at PPG Paints Arena. Of course, um, I teased it on the show last week. I did go to the game against New Jersey. I saw the Penguins win. I am now 3-2 and two at Penguins games overall throughout my life. Uh, I started out 0-2, saw two straight losses to the Capitals, then um, saw a win against the Sabres when they were down 3-0, came back in 1-5-3, and then... Uh, saw the win last year against the Capitals at the Capital One Arena, and then now this year a 4-1 win over the New Jersey Devils. And it was a lot of fun being at the arena. I had really good seats, thanks to Sheets. Uh, shout out to Sheets for giving away those tickets on Twitter. I sat in section 116, um, and just it was a little bit to the diagonal of the goal. It wasn't directly behind. It was kind of to the side, uh, the right-hand side. It wasn't at the end where the Penguins shoot twice, but still... Um, Great seats. I took my grandpa. He had a lot of fun with it. I gave two of my tickets away to two people from Penn's Twitter, uh, Justin and his wife, Amandina. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for being great guests at the game. I had a lot of fun. But um, I think I think going back to PPG again for the third time, um, I just I think it like it's probably one of the best arenas in the league. I haven't been, of course, to not even a third of the arenas, but. I don't think many could honestly compare to how good it is. I think it's a little too narrow to walk in that, all that. But, um, yeah, um, I, I still think it's really, really good. It's a great place to see a game. Um, and the Penguins played really well that night. Uh, 4-1. Uh, they, the Penguins were just dominating the Devils. Uh, one thing about the arena experience, though, man, is the food expensive there. I think, I mean, it's obviously going to be expensive of any arena for any sporting event. Baseball, obviously, I go to so many Nationals games a year, and their food and beer is expensive. But some of the beer prices at PG Paints Arena was like $13.50 for a beer or like a, like a large. I was like, holy crap, man. I was like, who who wants to pay for that kind of stuff? Um, food was um, all right. I just, you know. I mean, I, I was about to get Permanis, but I was like, you know what? That's really only good when you're drunk. Uh, sorry, Pittsburgh, but I mean, it's kind of true after you've had it a few times. But um, other than that, really good game to watch. The Penguins just dominated the Devils for, uh, from the start of the game. Uh, the Devils, they did have a little bit of a pushback, I'd say, in the beginning of the second period, but the Penguins weathered that storm pretty nicely. Um, and just watching the Devils, man, that, that is just a sad um team I, I feel really bad for taylor hall i think he needs to be rescued he's he did score his third goal of the season in that game but that was really it it was on the it was on the power play and um penguins pk has had a couple slip-ups lately they did give a, up a power play goal tonight to the flames um yeah there's definitely been the last three games there's been a little bit of a a, a dip um of course you know you're not gonna have another 10 games in a row of killing off penalties folks it's very hard to do to I mean, to do 10 games row of killing off penalties, I mean, they're still a top five PK unit in the league. You're bound to give up some power play goals. It'll eventually correct itself. But um, yeah, Jake Gensel had an outstanding goal to give the Penguins the lead 2-1. to one. Um, Also, Dominic Cahoon. Oh my God, he is turning into quite the player uh, ever since he really found his game after the first five to six games because, like everyone said, he was lost. I mean, that's not really a debate. He was lost. He, you know, he even he even admitted it to the media. I think just this past week, saying like, "Yeah, I was playing like crap." I, but you know, I had, he basically admitted like I had to find an apartment. I had to do a, a lot of stuff off the ice, driver's license, and it was taking a toll on me. Once I got all that settled away, I could just play hockey, and it's definitely showing. You know, he's. I think that was his sixth goal of the season. Um, just a gorgeous move to go backhand, uh, bar under. Uh, he's. He's playing really well right now. You're not going to scratch him again, that's for sure, if the, if the team gets fully healthy. 
Um, what a pass from Evgeny Malkin to Jake Ensel for the second goal after Taylor Hall tied it. Uh, just gorgeous. Jake Ensel comes in on a semi-breakaway. Uh, Deeks it past Blackwood, and the Penguins have a 2-1 lead um, going into the third period. And then uh, the Penguins, <laughs> of course, they score two goals in 30 seconds to make it 4-1. John Marino gets one, and uh, Jared McCann uh, gets another. Um, I-, I thought at one point Alex Galchenyuk was going to get his first, though he did get it tonight, but I thought I would be at the game where he would get his first one, so I missed it by just one game. A um, t- little unfortunate, but you know what? It's whatever, but... um. Uh, I love the way Tristan Jari played. Uh, Tristan Jari, he's he's playing some really good hockey right now, and um, we're going to get to that um, to the start against the Flames tonight. I'm going to talk more about that, but he had a really nice game. He was seeing the puck the whole game. First goal, I mean, not a lot you can do on that Taylor Hall goal, but um, you know, other than that, he made some really timely saves to the Penguins when they were getting hemmed in their own zone a little bit in the second period. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a time I think the Penguins were out shooting the Devils. I think it was, I think I tweeted it was like 16-3, 17-4 in the first period. And that didn't even begin to show um, just how bad um, the Penguins outplayed in that period. Um, and it re- really just for the rest of the game. Um, um, the Devils, they just, they have three, basically three to four good players. You know, Taylor Hall is obviously awesome. Nico Heischer, I think is going to be good. Jack Hughes. Um, P.K. Subban, but I mean, other than that, I mean, Kyle Palmieri, but I mean, other than that, it's just a bunch of meh. I mean, they're not really contending. Like, are are they rebuilding? Are they just going to be stuck in the mud? I don't really know what the plan is there in New Jersey. Um, It was good to see, though, that the Penguins finally did uh, did not fall asleep against the Devils as they have in years past. They played a complete full 60 minutes, really good defensively. I thought Zach Trotman had a really strong game. Um, Jack Johnson was fine. Um, you know, this was a game, of course, they were without Justin Schultz and Chris Letang. Um, but yeah, everyone put, ch- chipped in, had a, everyone I think had a really, really good game. Uh, it was good to give Murray a night off, especially considering it was, I think that, yeah, this was a back to back. They lost the night before and, you know, it was two points that the Penguins needed to have and they, not, they got it, uh, full throttle. They're in a playoff spot. Um, uh, and that concluded a, a big stretch against Metro teams, um, uh, for the Penguins. And you know, even after the Penguins scored those two quick goals in the beginning of the third period, and it was in the first just the first couple minutes, like I said, two goals in about thirty seconds. Uh, McCann had that uh, nice shot bar under, and then Marino from the point. I don't know how that puck went in; it looked like it was deflected. And then, of course, Mackenzie Blackwood got replaced by uh, Louis Dominique. I did not know that the Devils picked him up or traded for him, whatever. But um, I did not know that he was the backup, especially considering Corey Schneider was sent down. I, I, I thought they just had called someone up from the AHL. But um, after that, the Penguins played really uh, good defense. They did not. New Jersey really barely got any chances the rest of that period, and just a great game to be at. Really good crowd. Um, I think at a couple points though, there are a couple annoying people that kept uh, woo wooing at the game. I, I hate people that do that. I think it's stupid. I think it's annoying. Um, they're obviously pretty drunk. I think there was a drunk college guy, a kid behind me. It looked like he was my age. He was having a blast too. But um, with his friends, it, it was just some. I, you know, I always love to people watch at games because it's so funny to see like how drunk people get and how many beers that they actually buy. Even though considering that like the beers cost so much freaking money at the game, like I said. But um, yeah, just a great game to go to. Great uh, that I got to take my grandpa. Um, just you know, I love going to PPG Paints Arena, and um, I wish more people from Penn's Twitter got to go so I could meet uh, some more of y'all. But um, I think next time I go to a game, hopefully more of you guys will um will be there. Um. 
I hope you guys have here heard about uh, Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to getroman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If you can't visit Roman right now, you can just find all of this and all our other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. So um, after that Penguins game, they played tonight against the Calgary Flames, and what a game that was. Um, we'll just get right into the recap, I'd say. Um, first, I want to start off, though, um, I was having a conversation with my friend Jeff, uh, not my friend, one of my best friends, actually, over the weekend, diehard Penguins fan. Uh, his at is at Full Tomlin on Twitter. Shout out to you, Jeff. Uh, you're one of my best friends. I love you. And he was talking about Alex Galchenyuk and basically saying, you know, I think he's playing a lot better than people think he is. Uh, he's going to get that first goal the next game. And he's 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 he's, he's going to get one, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, Jeff, I'd like to think you are a genius because it did happen tonight. Alex Galchenyuk got his first goal in a Penguin uniform to tie up the game at one. Um, after the Penguins were being brutally outplayed, um, the Penguins that for those first ten minutes were outshot ten to one. Uh, they, they were out to lunch, especially on that first goal. <laughs> I don't think that was really on Tristan Jari. It was bad defense, but. Um, yeah, after that, the Penguins got a power play, started peppering shots on Riddick, and then the second power play um, got on the ice, and Alex Galchenyuk got his first goal. It was a, it was a shot rebound, basically, right to Galchenyuk, and he fired it into the net, and his celebration was, it looked like a long time coming. It looked like that meant a lot to him. Um, the puck went to trainer Chris Stewart, who, of course, will give that to Galchenyuk after the game. I'm sure he'll get the Warrior helmet that the Penguins give out to on um, their social media. They do that after every win. Um it's actually it's like a fireman helmet, warrior helmet, whatever that is. But um, yeah, it was you know Jeff, uh, you're a genius with that. Uh, he's definitely he's definitely playing better. Uh, there was also one bad play I think with that offsides. Brandon Tanev was just motoring up the ice. And also Chenny was like, like ten feet offsides. I was like, like, why are you so close? Why are you over there so much? But um, he almost had another actually. It was a great save by Riddick off of. Um, Another rebound, but still great to see Gauchenya get that first one. You got to think that was affecting him a lot with his play. And sometimes with this, a lot of players, uh, we've seen it over the years, once they get one, they start scoring in bunches. You know, Brian Russ last year went, I think, what, 15, 20 games without scoring a goal, got one, and then he just went on a tear. And then, of course, he regressed a little bit. Um, and then he just didn't score for a little bit. But still. Could we see the same with Alex Alchenyuk? Maybe I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bet on it too too much. But still, if he can start scoring a little bit, get that confidence back, it's really big for him. Um, it was great to see him get that first goal. Like I said, Jeff, shout out to you. You uh, you called that basically, and um, I know you're going to die on that hill probably for the rest of the season, knowing you. Um, after that, the Penguins were just dominating play for the next 20 minutes, I'd say. I think, you know, Adam Gretz probably said it best. The first 10 minutes on Twitter, first 10 minutes were dominated by the Flames. Then the next 20 minutes were dominated by the Penguins. And then the next 10 minutes were dominated by the Flames. And then the last 20 minutes were probably just evenly matched. Um, you know, I thought, um, overall, I think it was an evenly played game. The Penguins, I know, led in shots throughout the game. But, um, still the Penguins, they did make it 2-1, to one, um, with a goal by Jared McCann, um, but guys, I, I, I'm honestly running out of things to say about Jared McCann. Uh, what, what a pickup he has been. He is, he's really, he's really, really good, folks. Um, I still can't believe that. I even tweeted this during the game. How has this guy been traded twice in his career? I, I do not understand how two GMs look at this player and said, "Yep, we're going to include him in a trade to get worse." Um, I think there's a chance that he hits 25 goals this year. Um, he's on pace for it. I know that. I know that much. But 
just a gorgeous shot uh, past Riddick, make it 2-1. And yeah, he's just, he's playing awesome right now. He's playing his natural position. Um, he's You can play him anywhere in the lineup. He can play any role, PK, power play, even strength, like I said. Um, and, you know, it's great that, you know, he's really just, um, he's just developed into this all-around player. And, you know, you saw it coming a little bit during the season in Florida last season before he got traded to Pittsburgh. He was playing really well. Got to Pittsburgh, got even better. And then this season, he's just taken it to a whole new level. And um, he's going to get paid pretty soon. Um, I think the Penguins, I know, I think they have his RFA rights after the season. I think he's an RFA. He's not a UFA. Uh, he's going to get paid. Um, there's no doubt about that. The Penguins are going to have to keep him. Um, and he's going to command a decent salary, but um, it's great to see that he's playing so well right now. And Pittsburgh definitely needs it with Sidney Crosby and Nick Bukestad, two of their centers, and of course, Justin Schultz. Um, also tonight saw the return of Chris Letang. He was back in practice yesterday for the Penguins, full no con- uh, full contact, uh, play practice with Brian Dumoulin, and activated from injury reserve before the game. And Sullivan, of course, c- confirmed that he was playing. Uh, and Latang looked really good. Had some really nice shots on net. Didn't really make any um, mistakes. I mean, you know, of course, uh, sometimes he is going to make a mistake. That's the high-risk, high-reward player that he is. He's one of the best in the game in his position. Um, I always love to see when pe- when he's out of the lineup, this account on Twitter. I think it's probably one of the worst accounts on Twitter. Uh, Penguins Chronicles. Um, he just he has to tweet a, a stat of the Penguins, the record without Chris Latang in the lineup. It's like, such a small sample size. Look at the record with Latang in the lineup. It's you it, throughout the career. It is so much better. Um, and it was great to have him on the ice three on three tonight because he was creating a couple chances. He almost scored on one of them coming down the left side of the ice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, he makes the team so much better. And with Justin Schultz out, uh, I mean, even though he's had, kind of had not so good of a year, you need Chris Letang back. And it's great to see. It's great that. Another core player is back. He's healthy. And now that leaves three injured players for the Penguins. I know all are out longer term, but still, the list is shrinking a little bit. So that's good news. Uh, Like I said, great to see Crystal Tang back. Um, We needed it. There's always funny memes. I posted, I said, uh, I think it was, oh, no, that was the Alex Galchenyuk um, meme that uh, Connor had. That was for the uh, goal, Light the Beacons. But um, Connor also has a tweet where it's the Batman sign looking up, and it's Crystal Tang in the um, sky. So, uh, Connor, shout out to you for those. Really funny tweets during the game. I know we all love Crystal Tang on Penguins Twitter, except that stupid Penguins Chronicles account. Um, it, um, and let's just uh, let's see. Uh, of course, the Flames tied it on the power play. PK was kind of out to lunch a little bit. Um, Najari really Nick can't really fault Trish and Jari for that goal. And yes, folks, Trish and Jari. Um, obviously, if you're not if you're living under a rock, uh, Trish and Jari did get a start tonight, and I agreed with it. Um, you got to ride the hot hand, and all of his starts this season except one, he's had a 9.30 save percentage or better. Um, tonight, you know, again, he was 9.41 tonight, and that just 32 saves, 34 shots. Um, one of his best saves of the night came in overtime. Um, it looked Johnny Goudreau had a full-on breakaway um, as there was no one near him at all. You could literally fit a sofa, two probably two sofas uh, in between there. Maybe probably plenty more, and you, you wouldn't even fill it. And Tristan Jari came up with a wonderful save. I think it hit the crossbar right after, but um, it was great that Jari stayed with him. He didn't really commit to either side to give Jari, I mean, to give Goudreau a half-empty net. Um, you know, and I even I tweeted this. After after the game, I tweeted this. You know what a save! Right before that, right before Jake Gensel ended the game, 
Um, you know, guys, this is why sometimes you ride the hot hand and you give the starter and Matt Murray some rest, especially when your goaltend- your backup goaltender is giving you 930 to 940 goaltending every night. I saw a great article by uh, Ryan Wilson, who writes for Hockey Buzz, actually, talked about guys like, you know, this, you know, you don't have to play a starter 65 to 70 games anymore, hell, even 60, you know, you got to give the starter some rest. And um, Matt Murray, obviously, is a starting goaltender. He's had mostly a really, really good season, but you don't want to overwork him. That's the issue. But by giving Jari these starts, you can rest Matt Murray, get him a little more refocused. He's still having a good year, while also giving the backup some good uh, games to get his confidence up, to keep his stellar backup season going. He's performing even better than Casey DeSmith was last season, I think by a long shot. Um, and, you know, we'll see if he'll start on Thursday. I think I'm, I imagine he will um, before Matt Murray gets the, one of the two back-to-back games. Um, actually, no, it's not uh, this Thursday. Sorry, not on Thanksgiving Day. It's on Wednesday against the Vancouver Canucks, the Penguins' annual Thanksgiving Eve game. Um, and, you know, that's why you have a capable backup that can take away starts from a starting goaltender. Matt Murray will get the net Friday or Saturday against Columbus or St. Louis. It um, doesn't really matter which. Uh, the way uh, Tristan Jari is playing, you could rotate them either way. But still, great game from Tristan Jari. He uh, was able to help get the Penguins both points. And you know, just just a really great performance from him. I was really impressed with how he played. And yeah, he, he'll, I think, like I said, I think he'll definitely be getting the start Wednesday again when the Vancouver Canucks come to town. Who just played the Philadelphia Flyers tonight? Tonight. All right, so um, through the three-on-three overtime of this game, wow, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I love three-on-three overtime. I think it's you know the NHL makes a lot of dumb decisions for their league. There's a lot of dumb offside reviews. No one knows what the hell goaltender interference is. Um, still, you can't even like I said, you can't even tell offside reviews sometimes. Um, the puck over the glass penalty is a penalty that I've hated for so many years, but. The one, the, the biggest thing that they've got right was they got, got rid of the four on four overtime, which got a little boring at times, and went to three on three because three on three is so freaking exciting. Um, I don't know how many times I can say that. It's it's so so good. And Jake Ensel, of course, gets the game winner, uh, his twelfth goal of the season, which leads the team. But he's a product of Sidney Crosby. I, I've heard that so many times. I, I think it's died down a little bit. Uh, the fans of rival teams have loved to say that, you know, Jake Gensel, the product of Sidney Crosby. <laughs> but it's like, no, he's doing this all at even strength, even without Crosby in the lineup. And he's going to be out in the lineup um, for six weeks. You know, he's still scoring. Great player, 40-goal scorer last year. Did most of his uh, damage at even strength. He doesn't even get all of his points from the power play. He's not a power play specialist here. But what a season for Jake Ensel. Um, he, he could potentially hit 45 to 50 goals this year. Um, just a great uh, shot uh, going coming into the zone with um, less than a uh, couple minutes remaining in the overtime. Where it looked like it was going to go to a shootout. I mentioned Tristan Jari's outstanding save on Johnny Goudreau. He also made a lot of really other big saves. I, I think Chuck had a chance. Backlund had a chance. The Penguins were gassed a lot. In that overtime, I think Chris Letang was out there for like a full minute and a half. And you could just tell by the end, he, he was barely skating. He, he was gassed. And, you know, Chris Letang, you know, he does a lot of conditioning. He eats minutes. Yeah, but he was he was completely gassed. I think Malkin at times was gassed out there at Jumelin. It's easy to get gassed out there because there's so many odd man rushes, two-on-ones. Teams will hem you in the own zone. There's not like a full-on strategy for three-on-three. It's just, you know, create your own, create your own lock. But, um 
I know the Penguins have struggled at three on three this season, and for some reason, you know, I guess a part of that I think has to do with losing some faceoffs, um, but also some uh, some players making some boneheaded decisions. Um, and this overtime, there was really was not many uh, boneheaded decisions that I saw. Everyone was making good plays with the puck. There wasn't any dumb passes, dumb clears, anything of that nature. I would say. Um, Chris Tang had some really good chances, and like I said, it was great to have him back for three on three overtime. He makes that is where he makes such a big difference um, in that in the overtime. But um, great win for the Penguins to get. That's another two points in the standings with Sidney Crosby out, of course, with Nick Bukestad and Justin Schultz. That is now a five game point streak for the Penguins, and the Penguins now um, also have been playing outstandingly well um, at home on home ice this season. Uh, for the Penguins right now, that's there are five and zero and two on their last seven games on home ice. So it's a seven game uh, point streak at home now for the Penguins. Like I said, five game point streak. They're banking points. They need to do that, of course, especially with Sidney Crosby out. They got Chris Letang back. Hopefully, he can stay healthy now for the rest of the season. After he got he missed the last eight games with the injury, and you know. Status quo, you know, just keep banking points. You got the Vancouver Canucks coming to town on Wednesday before a big back-to-back this weekend. Um, I think it starts Black Friday um, against the Blue Jackets and the Blues. Both those games being on the road, I'll expect, you know, Murray and Jari to split that. But for me personally, after this game, like I said, I'll go to Jari on Wednesday. He's playing really, really well right now. No shame in getting Matt Murray another game off. And he'll be, uh, I think it'll be a week's worth of rest for him going into this weekend with the back-to-back where he'll get at least uh, one of those starts. But um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. I figured I'd just do this episode since I was driving back from Pittsburgh all day. I didn't really have time to do it. Figured I would just do it after the game. Uh, We'll have another one coming tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.